I'm Monica Kelly with Closer Look, and my guest today is Randy Rich. He's the vice president of Dare to Dream. Randy, it's great to have you. It's good to be here. Why is Dare to Dream so important? Every young person has been given, I believe, by the Lord, a dream in their heart. Our goal is to go in there and help stir that so that they'll become those dreamers without the fear of somebody making fun of them or, uh, you know, telling them that they can't. Randy, can you give us a big picture of Dare to Dream? The big picture is that we care about kids, okay? And kids are struggling. So when we thought, how could we be an encouragement to kids and where would we do that? And when you take a look at our our society and culture, you say, where do kids meet in the largest numbers in a mandatory setting? (laughs) That's at school. And oh, guess what? Schools are required to have a certain amount of assemblies during the course of a year to encourage their students. And so if we could put together a program that would challenge and uplift those students with a creativeness that would keep their attention for 25 minutes, then I think we do that. And so my background in the NFL, I I had done a lot of speaking in schools. And so I had a little bit of that track record. And so we brought that whole experience and created the Dare to Dream program. And we focus on primarily middle school. Because middle school students, uh, a statistic that I heard some time ago, that by the time a student reaches eighth grade, about a little over 80% of their value system is in place. Meaning the way they look at morality, sexuality, uh, integrity, all of those things, everything's in place. So where are we focusing our attention with Dare to Dream is middle school. And then we do high school as well. That was really kind of the beginnings of what we set out to do. And we wanted to put together a program that was lasting, that would be sharp enough to keep their attention and then valuable enough that teachers and administrators would want us back. And that's really probably the greatest testimony we have. We have schools that have asked us back two, three, four, five times. It's pretty exciting for us to see what God is doing through Dare to Dream. Describe a Dare to Dream assembly for us. Well, first of all, we go in and we talk to the principal and we talk about all what we call red flag things that might be said or they choose for us not to say it. And we, full disclosure, we're there as a Christian organization, but we're not there to proselytize their kids. So picture a a big, you know, auditorium. It could be the gymnasium or a theater. And as the kids are coming in, they're listening to, you know, Jordan Felice or they're listening to Toby Mac and it's a video. They're not just listening, they're watching it. And uh, they're, they're kind of bopping in onto that music. So they're being exposed to our music right up front. And then it settles into a, really a situation where that, that speaker has about three minutes to capture their attention and then try to keep it for the next 20 minutes. We have this sort of a guardrail that we want certain things covered, such as, uh, you know, who's in your circle of trust and the choices that you make today and how it's going to impact your life tomorrow. And then One other real important thing is what labels are you putting on yourself or allowing other people to put on you that prevents you from being all that you truly were created to be. What kind of responses do you get? You know, to reach a young person today, I think, first of all, you've got to be able to demonstrate your interest in them as an individual, not as a collection, but as an individual. And that's so important because our program is designed to look and, and speak to the individual, even in the crowd. When that happens, we have seen students, because every time we do a live presentation, we would ask them to fill out a comment card and what they thought about the program. And it's amazing 
what those students will open up and tell us on those cards. I think it'll be okay. I'm not going to mention names, but we had a young girl after an assembly and we were doing three back-to-back assemblies. And I had a speaker that was speaking and I was looking and reading cards in between the assemblies. And I read this one card and this young lady said, I'm just getting really tired, but you've given me hope. My older brother's been abusing me. Well, we took that card to the principal and the principal got it to the counselor. And the counselor said, thank you so much. We knew something was going on with this young girl, but she would never tell us what it was. Another one that really impresses me that stays heavy on my heart is a a young boy that wrote on his cards, thank you so much for coming today. You saved my life. No, seriously, I had planned to take my life this morning, but my mom was late to work, insisted on bringing me to school. I came, I heard this program, and it's changed my thinking. Those are some of the more dramatic drastic sides, but man, we have students talking about hopeless life, the things that they're into. For some reason, they feel safe enough to write on this little three by five card some of the most challenging things happening in their life. And that's not us or any speaker's ability to pull that out. We believe that's the Holy Spirit working in and through the hearts of those kids when you speak truth, because truth will set you free. So good. So important. The pressures of today has really added an element that I did not experience when I was growing up. What do you think are some of the contributors to those pressures? Well, I think, first of all, um, (laughs) our social media, everything, you know, distant learning, everything about what we've gone through this last year enhances the separation of community. And we were created to be together. They start to get sort of a distorted image of everybody else. They look online and they see a dressed up, a picture of of somebody that's really not them. They've photoshopped it and they see themselves, they match themselves up with that person and they see how far they, in their mind, fall short of their appearance. But they're looking at the outer appearance versus the heart. You know, the heart is where we need to focus on, right? And the person's who they are is who they are. And it's not their outer appearance, but it's their heart. So that's been an ongoing problem before the pandemic. I'm Monica Kelly. This is Closer Look. Our guest is Randy Rich, former NFL defensive back, now heads up Dare to Dream. You mentioned labels earlier and how you help children or young people change the label they may have carried around with them to something new, something to do with maybe their dream. What are some of the labels that kids show up with first? Let me talk about mine. Okay. (laughs) Okay. The labels I had to deal with. I had a dream to be a football player and I'm this short little white guy from Oildale, California, and, uh, you know, not very fast. And so the labels for me were, you know, you want to be a football player, you're way too small. And you're not fast enough, you're slow, you know, and uh, wrong neighborhood, wrong color, wrong school. I mean, there's a slew of things that people will throw at you, maybe intentionally, maybe not intentionally. We get jealous with one another, right? We don't like to see people succeed as a whole. And so you've got to be able to come to a place where you choose to believe what others think of you, or you stay true to who you are and the dreams that you have in your heart. And so that's what, with the program, we really want to try to enhance just that encouragement that all of our speakers have some deficiency, let's say, okay, that when a student sees them, they can see themselves. I mean, it's not like I'm a six foot five, you know, buff, 230 pound running back out there that A kid looks at me and goes, yeah, I can see why you made it in the NFL, but man, I could never do it. No, I'm this short little five foot nine guy that made it, right? 
So if a kid can see themselves through the speaker that's presenting to them, it really kind of serves as an encouragement to them to maybe believe, hey, I could do that. So there's kind of like a leveling of the playing field when somebody admits, hey, I struggled with this when I was a kid, or I had this perception of myself that wasn't accurate, or even your accurate perception that you were 5'9". That's, yeah. that's absolutely the truth. But that even though you have this height, you still became this amazing football player. What's interesting is I really believe if you stick to your plan and surround yourself with people that will encourage you and maybe even lead you and or push you, then I don't think there's anything that a person has in their heart to do, they can't do. I, that's just, I'm, I'm crazy thinking that way, but my life has been that way. I remember my mom telling me when I was a little boy, asking me what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I said, I want to be a professional football player. And she never once said, oh, honey, I think maybe you ought to think of something else. You're not that big, you know? And no, she said, you could do it. And I, I was just crazy enough to believe her. And that's, that's what we want to do with these students. Never tell a student they can't encourage them. Because I'll tell you something, if a guy or a gal's got a big dream, it's better that they, if they don't get it, they at least got up here, right? So they achieved more than they would have if they had no dream at all. If you've just joined us, I'm Monica Kelly with Closer Look. And my guest today is Randy Rich. He's the vice president of Dare to Dream, the school assembly program. Randy, what is one of the core messages of Dare to Dream? Well, one of our core messages is that all things are possible. All things can be achieved. If you're willing to work hard, surround yourself with people who will support you. That's why we talk about the circle of trust and how important that is in our lives. Shouldn't be too many people in that circle, but that circle should include people who have gone before you and those that will support you through that, that effort of, of accomplishing the things that you want to do with your life. The problem is today, I think, is we want to have so many people. We want to be so accepted and, and approved of by so many people. That circle is just way too big. And the influences of the, of the voices in that circle, they're impacting your choices today. And those choices made today are going to impact your life tomorrow. In social media, we want more likes. We want more followers. So if you have a thousand followers, there's going to be a huge percentage that are going to be haters. They're going to speak negatively into your life. How many people, Monica, do you have as your closest friends that were your friends in high school? None. <laughs> well, for most people... That's about right. And guess what? You were in the most formative years of your life, influenced by those people. And not that they were bad people because they might've gone on to do great things. But, you know, we try to do so much to please those friends in junior high and high school. We'll do whatever they want us to do because we want to be accepted. And yet they really don't have your, your best interest. I always tell people this, that look, be careful with the so-called friends. And somebody will look at me and goes, what do you mean by a so-called friend? Well, a so-called friend to me is somebody that's always trying to get you to do things that you know in your head and your heart that are not right, but they're egging you on. Come on, man, this will be fun. Let's do this. And you know that's not right. Anybody that's, that's in your life that's doing that, it's not your best friend. Because a good friend, a best friend, they want the best things for your life. Not to take chances and, and maybe get hurt from a choice or a decision or an action that you do. You've got to have so many inspirational stories of students who really had a life-changing moment at a Dare to Dream assembly. Is there a young person that comes to mind? One that just popped in right now was one of our speakers was speaking at a detention center. 
he was talking to these kids about changing your circle of trust and and this is not where you're to be, that you're not where you're supposed to be. And just a great message. So fast forward to January, the next semester, he's presenting at a high school in the same community area. And this young boy came up to him. He said, sir, do you remember me? And the speaker looked at him and said, um, well, you kind of look familiar, but I, I, come on, help me out here. And he goes, I was one of those kids that you spoke to that was at the DOJ, okay? And I took your advice I'm now back in school and I'm going to graduate. Thank you so much for giving me uh, the hope that I needed, the push that I needed in me to do what I'm doing. Man, Monica, that kind of story just, woof, you know, that encourages me. And we got hundreds of them. We could take the whole evening and talk about the different things, but that one popped up right away. How many students have you reached? We've reached over a quarter of a million students. And we've been in over 300 schools and we've been in roughly, I think, 26 states now, half the country. Do you do follow-ups with the students? So our follow-up program is what we call a development guide. Uh, immediately after an assembly, we give them what's called a scout book. And that's a, it's kind of a quick notebook that the student can take away. And it's kind of like a quick start of how you can begin to set your goals and start that journey to achieve your dream. And then the development guide is handed over to the teachers, and that is to take what our speakers have talked about back to the classroom and drill it deeper and build a culture in their classroom, a culture of trust and honesty, and hopefully an atmosphere of cooperation. We've seen teachers take that development guide, which is designed to be like a three-week program, and we've seen teachers take that guide and make it a full semester program and have asked us, can we keep using this over and over? There's some great stuff in here. And so we're pretty excited about the development guide and the possibilities of what that means to students. If you could sum up in just a few sentences, Randy, what you feel like the impact of Dare to Dream has been on students, what would you say? I'd say hope and belief and truth and how important truth is for their own life. We see change taking place with students. We see parents testifying the change they're seeing in their children. Dare to Dream Vice President Randy Rich has been my guest on Closer Look. To find out more about Dare to Dream speakers, visit their website. Air the number one, daretodream.com. And if you want more information, you can watch video on us and, and some more information that you can uh, request. We'll get it out to you. So again, that's Air One. Air, the number one, dare to dream.com. For Closer Look, I'm Monica Kelly.